Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening, and welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. Uh, my name's Chris. With me as ever, I've got Mark. Hello. And I've got Emma. Hi. How are you guys doing? You both all right? Yes, thanks. Yeah, terrific. Thank it's you. Lovely sunny weather. Um, <laughs> not where I am. Oh, is it not? No, no, dreadful. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous down here. All right. Rub it in just because you're nearer to the, the sunshine. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have a paddle and an ice cream later. Uh, this week we're going to be talking in regards to um, Champions League. We have Chelsea versus Atletico Madrid. We've got Bayern Munich and Real Madrid. Pretty extraordinary games. Uh, a little bit of news about um, Portsmouth and Andy Orford. PFA Team of the Year was announced this week. and PFA Player of the Year was announced this week. We'll talk about that a little bit. And then we've got some predictions. Uh, so first of all, um, what we'll do is we'll start chronologically. Bayern Munich nil. Real Madrid for two goals from Ramos and Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, two things I wonder from this. First of all, were Bayern caught on the hop by this? And the second thing, this is I, this isn't supposed to, be, supposed to be a dig or anything like that. But with the obvious news of Tito Villanova last week, um, a very good friend of Pep Guardiola, unfortunately passing due to cancer, uh, was Pep really? It's not for us to question his frame of mind, but was he really the right person to be um, in charge of, of Bayern Munich this week? It was such a big game, but also such a big event in his life. There's a start for ten. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I wouldn't say that he would have been. Well, I mean, look, we can never say, but people die in people's lives all the time, whether it's a close friend or colleague or parent sibling and so on but they get on with they get on with life whether that's a a regular nine-to-five office job or managing you know the best club side in europe so i'm sure he had a few a few iffy days after it happened um but nothing would concentrate his mind more i don't think than the task ahead that he had the other night so I, i don't think that is and at the end of the day it's the player's who had to go out on the pitch and do it, not Guardiola himself. So, you know, he could have said nothing to them in the dressing room or could have given them a huge um, team talk beforehand and a, a tactical plan of what they were supposed to do. But at the end of the day, it was the, it's the, pl- the players would have wanted to win regardless of anything else, and they just didn't perform. And I don't think the two things, personally, I don't think the two things would have been linked. Yeah. You don't think with such a big event going on in his personal life, but also such a big uh, fixture coming ahead in his professional life, you don't think one would have infiltrated on the other? Well, we're, no, we're never going to know um, what he's done you know, in his preparation for the game, but I don't think anything that's happened to Guardiola because of the death of Tito Villanova has affected the way the Bayern players played, particularly how sloppy their defence was. You know, tactically... You can be absolutely perfect, but if 
if you don't actually perform out on the field, then it doesn't matter what what happened beforehand. So for, I don't think it would have made a difference. I just think Bayern were were poor on the night. Yeah. Did you watch the game? Ever? No, I didn't watch it. No. Okay. I mean, the one thing I got from it is as bad as the defending was for um, from Bayern Munich, the attacking play from Real Madrid was unbelievable, wasn't it? I mean, the, Ronaldo's second goal, the passing for that was fantastic. Well, look no, at Ronaldo's first goal. Sorry. The, the, well, look at the pl- look at the players they've got. You know, they've got Bale, who we we know Bale is all about pace and and directness towards goal. You know, from his time at Tottenham. Ronaldo is the same, but is is the master of it. You know, uh, Angel Di Maria is a good, uh, set, you know, uh, an intelligent player. Xavi Alonso, we know, can just get the ball and give it to somebody who who's going to do something with it. You know, it's a team packed full of attacking talent. So there's no there's no need to be surprised about what Real Madrid could do. I think what's more surprising is how open Bayern Munich were from the first minute. You know, if if they'd been chasing the game in the last ten minutes because they needed a goal or two, you could understand it. But right from minute one, they were just so high up the field, basically asking to be to be hit on the counter. It, it was the first half of that game was just bonkers, wasn't it? Yeah, you think that they chased too soon? Do you think if they'd sat back a little bit at the start and settled down and then built from there? Absolutely, there was no need for them to go. Uh, but they weren't gung ho, but they were they were pressing far too high, considering what they were they were going to be up against, um, in in on a counter attack. Okay, Ancelotti said it was a perfect game, and Bale said this is why he he joined Real Madrid. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo broke the Champions League goal scoring record. He scored 16 goals in the Champions League season. Um, both he and Lionel Messi now are just four short of the Champions League all time goal scorers. Anybody know who that is? Raul? Well done. Well done. They're on 67. I think he's on 71. Yeah. Was that a guess or did you know that? No, I think I knew that. But that's quite surprising because quite surprising I, I, I never thought that he'd scored that many goals in the Champions League. But, of course, he did play for Real Madrid for donkey's years. But I'm still shocked that he still holds that record. Yeah, I mean, he had Schalker afterwards as well, didn't he? For, I mean, that sort of helped him, I suppose. Mm. But, you know, I think the vast majority would have been done when he was in Spain. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. So, do you think um, it's going to be a very open final, or do you think that uh, Atletico are going to park the bus and Real are going to try and find a way through? I, I think it's going to be a very good final, to be honest with you. I don't think I don't think one team, one team or the other is going to park the bus. I, th- I think they're both going to play a, a very evenly... Um, spread game, you know. I think it'll be quite a good end-to-end, but technically sound game. I don't think we'll have like a Liverpool v Chelsea or Bayern versus Real scenario at all. I'm quite looking forward to this, actually. Like you say, I think this is um, two quite exciting teams, isn't it? I think Atletico is still a bit of an unknown quantity, a little bit. Um, not everybody's got a Sky and uh, Real Madrid. We know about. And they've got some fantastic, exciting players. But speaking of bus parking, we go to Chelsea won Atletico Madrid 3. Torres scored the start for Chelsea, didn't celebrate. And then Adrian, Diego Costa and Turan scored for Atletico Madrid. Um, Jose, Madrid uh, Jose Mourinho said the game hinged on one minute, really. Courtois made an unbelievable save from a John Terry header. Uh, and then there was a penalty down the other end. Diego Simeone said he wanted to thank the mother of all these, the mothers of all these players because they gave birth to these players with balls this big. Which is very kind of him. <laughs> Did you watch this one, Emma? 
Yes, I did. Okay, you started off then. What do you think to it? I I just personally think that the uh, Chelsea Reno should have never gone to Madrid with the tactic he had. As much as as much as I completely understand it, if you don't even attempt to get that away goal in Champions League, you leave yourself in mentally such a vulnerable position that as soon as as soon as you know when they scored, people you know got a little bit more confidence. But as soon as Madrid had scored. You thought that's it, they're done. Then even if you know if we did get another one, they've got a mountain to climb now. So yeah. I, I mean, Mourinho can set up how he wants, can't he? But he can't legislate for defensive yeah. errors. I think they just, I think they by going into with you know this whole park in the bus. I think going into the the first leg with that mentality just set them up to sort of fall on their face a bit, really, in my opinion. Was he trying to send a message to Abramovich about strikers? Do you think, or was he just this was just how he wanted to be? He wanted to be sort of very defensive oh no I no, I can see see what you mean I think he started with six defenders didn't he yeah potentially yeah but then yeah. I, I had a double take I had a double take at that when I left the house saw the team on the telly because I was going to watch it in the pub and I literally did a double take at the telly when I saw he had six defenders I mean what was he playing at yeah I could I mean I didn't see it again so I, I mean I was I was looking at the team sheet trying to figure out how he'd set that up but, I mean what did you think at the start Emma? I mean they started alright didn't they and then they they scored and I think that um, Atletico just looked a bit nervous really and I think once they'd settled they yeah. they knew they knew their job they knew what they'd come there to do and they just did it well and Chelsea didn't have any answers at the end of it where do we stand on non-celebrating players uh, I think it is it's a it's a huge mark of respect for them but at the same time, that rush that they must get from scoring the goal, I, I don't personally blame a player if he scores against his ex-team. Especially the semi-final of the Champions League. Yeah. You thought you'd have a little fifth pump at that. Yeah, and then I saw a picture as well of he couldn't watch the um, Diego Costa penalty either. He turned his back on it or something. Oh, did he? Well, I saw a picture on Twitter. I don't know the validity of it. Mm. Yeah, if it's on Twitter, it must be true. Well, the setup of it, it looked like it was. That's what it looked like was happening. What do you think, Mark? Non-celebrating against your team? No, I think people should celebrate whoever they score for or against, you know. Yeah, he might have been an Atletico Madrid one one time, but he's playing in the Champions League semi-final for Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, and he scored the opening goal that could have been a winning goal. You know, I'd Mm. be be going mad. that's That's who I'm employed by. That's who I play for. Mm. I, I'm I'm not for all this, you know, keeping it low key and respect and all the rest of it. As long as you're not like running up into the front row of the the opposition fans, sticking your two fingers up or out of bail. Well, yeah, the, the, <laughs> there's inflammatory and there's just celebrating the fact you've scored a goal for the team you play for. I mean, what's wrong with that? Yeah. So previous game, sorry, Emma. As a Pompey fan, if I didn't celebrate every time a if, if a player didn't celebrate every time they scored against us, I think. Half teams, half players in the league wouldn't celebrate. So I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> Fair enough. So in the previous, in the Bayern Munich game, um, Pep can't really sort of do very much once the players have gone over the white line. But what about in this one? Was this the players getting it wrong for Chelsea? Was or was this the manager's fault with his negative tactics? Do you think? Maybe a bit of both. Yeah, I think I don't. Chelsea weren't as negative as they were against Liverpool, but at the same time, once Madrid got their sort of 
got themselves settled down. Like Emma said, they seemed a bit nervous at first, but once they got settled down and they got that first goal, you could see how much you know their chest pumped out, and it really deflated Chelsea. You know, and you could then see what 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 sort of team Atletico Madrid are. So um, maybe maybe they they're just better than Chelsea. I think that's probably what it came down to in the end. Mm. Well, four semi-finals in a row Mourinho has lost since winning with Inter Milan in 2010. I think I heard on the radio earlier today that he's lost six out of eight Champions League semi-finals. That's right. Something like that, which is pretty incredible, really, considering he's 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 a tactical genius, quote-unquote. Yeah, well, two were against the little team called Liverpool that he called them. Yeah, when, when Chelsea were... The gap between Chelsea and Liverpool was pretty significant. Yeah, one day we'll have a podcast about that. <laughs> on its own. Uh, John Terry's cried at the end. We all feel sorry for him. He missed the penalty in 2008, suspended for 2012. Will he get another chance? Were you there sort of feeling sorry for poor JT? No. 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 <laughs> is, there anybody, is there anybody who feels sorry for... Has any degree of sympathy for John Terry... I don't think so. No. I have to say, my Twitter timeline last night was full of um, schadenfreude by Liverpool and Arsenal fans, um, Chelsea fans being rather annoyed, people laughing at John Terry, uh, and then after a little while, Chelsea and Liverpool fans getting into arguments with um, each other as well. So when when Chelsea lose a big game like this and Liverpool fans talk about it, it's schadenfreude. But when Liverpool fans lose and Everton fans gloat about it, it's called bitterness. Bitter. Bitter blues. It, interesting that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Good luck on uh, good luck to Man City on Saturday. No. You don't mean that, do you? Absolutely. And I think any Evertonian Do you? Yeah, I never think any any Evertonian who 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 in their right mind wants Everton to beat Manchester City, knowing now that we're almost certainly not going to get fourth once their bumps felt. Seriously, so Steve Neesmith, last minute, is one on one with Joe Hart. You're seriously thinking miss. If it means Manchester, if it means Liverpool not winning the league, yeah. But we're all one city now, aren't we? We're you know we're all all friends together. Um, no, no, that's that's not how it works. The friendly rivalry, the friendly derby. No, no, no. He's stuck in the past, mate. Stuck in the past. <laughs> Times have changed. Yeah. Oh, fair enough then. Uh, okay, so. Both of you, who do you think is going to win the final? Atletico. Um, Real. Do you? Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I th- I'm now actually going to as well. Are you? I am, yeah. How? Oh, this is your... Yeah, exactly. I won a competition, so... Did you? I did. Not the ITV one? Nope. So, do you know what end you're going, or...? Not a clue. I just know I'm getting... I'm going to the final. Do you have you got tickets in a box, or are you with the masses? Or I, I, I suppose I'll be with the masses, but yeah, I've won a got won a competition through what did my you have to do? through my through my writing. Did you? I did indeed. What, yeah. What did you have to write about? Um, it was uh, on the um, the Campo Sports website. It was about the World Cup from nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. So they they liked my article better than whatever else was entered. Surprise! So what was yours like, about? Just about 1990. It's on the Football Pink website. Absolutely. About the semi-final against Germany. Oh, I'd like not to think. I, I still get funny thinking about that. 
<laughs> we well, were so near. At the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a winner 24 years later. <laughs> if only we could be a winner 24 yeah. years later as well. I might tweet Paul Gascoigne and thank him for his contribution. Yeah. Oh, well, excellent. So they're paying for you to fly out and all that sort of thing, are they? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Bloody hell. You've got two spare tickets now? <laughs> um, not unless you want to put a blonde wig on and pretend to be my wife, then no. No, you're right. <laughs> I'll watch it on the telly. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So you're, going, you're saying Atletico Madrid, you Em? Yep. Okay. You don't think this is Ronaldo's destiny? He's going to win it in his own backyard? Because I can imagine the Portuguese fans will be, whoever go, will be supporting them, won't they? Yeah, you would assume so. But no, I just think... I- I just think they've got something this year. I think I just think it's Atletico's year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Rob, we'll stick with you anyway because uh, in League Two news, Andy Orford has been appointed permanent manager of Portsmouth. He's been given a one-year rolling contract. Are you happy with that? Yes. In the sense that the last six games, he's produced some amazing results that we didn't see coming. The road to Relegation is littered with managers who have had six good games and then been hired permanently. Yeah, and as much as he is a much stronger character and things than Guy Whittingham, uh, it just to me personally, I don't, I don't think judging from like the forums and Twitter and things, I don't think this goes for all pop fans. But for me, it just feels a little bit too familiar. Mm. It just feels a little bit too close to home, and I think. Um, they just should have gone out and done something completely different, um, not sort of headed down, you know, the parallel track to the one we've just come off, which yeah. to me is what it feels like a little bit. So next year, what do you think? you think you'll playoffs or automatic? I mean, if they can keep the players that they have this, you know, the way they've been playing at the end of this season and build on that and they carry through the momentum, I would like to say... I. I would like to say playoffs at least. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, the new Spurs deny making an approach for Frank de Boer. He might be a pretty good fit there, might he? He's a good manager. Oh, he's, he's just won the league with Ajax, hasn't he? Mm. I quite liked him as a player. Um, Andros Townsend is out of the World Cup. Are we going to miss him? If you'd, if you'd asked that back in September or October, um, we probably would have been crying about it, but he's been injured and on the bench for Spurs ever since, hasn't he? So now it's... I, I don't think we're going, to, we're going to miss him that much. Yeah. OK. Uh, we've got Raheem Sterling as well now, haven't we? Who's uh, come good. PFA Player of the Year was announced this year. Now, this is what the players themselves vote for, isn't it? Mm. Which probably makes the winner all a, little more, a little more surprising. Luis Suarez won, didn't he? And Patrice Evra voted for him. A worthy winner? Suarez, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? Yeah. Okay, did you see the team with you? Yep, I've got it up on my screen now. All right. Have you got it there, Mark? Um, I don't. I can find it, though. That's all right. I'll, well, I was going to read them out and see uh, if either of you agreed with the choices and whether you got any um, alternatives. So, starting goal, we've got Peter checking goal. Are you both happy with that? Um, I was quite surprised that either Speroni or Marshall... Wasn't cho- weren't chosen. I thought De Gea. What did you think, Emma? He's always he's always been a great goalie, but yeah, I see what you mean. Like, there's nothing to me. He's not done anything outstanding this season that hasn't been done pre- previous seasons by him. Mm. Uh, Seamus Coleman 
I think that's a pretty good shout, isn't it? At fullback. Well, I'm biased because I'm in love with Seamus Coleman, so. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, Col- Coleman, I think, has been brilliant this season. Um, but I think it was probably quite a close call with Zabaleta, I would have thought. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Other fullback was Luke Shaw. What do you think to this one? You're a Saints fan, Emma. How can you say that? Um, <laughs> well, everyone bleats on about him, doesn't don't they? So bleats on, well done. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, I'm surprised Baines didn't get in because Baines has had another excellent season, and I'm just surprised that Shaw, who's got talent and what have you, um, got in ahead of him. I thought Asquilaqueta would have done well there. Yeah, I thought I thought if it hadn't have been Baines, it would have been him. But mm. there you go. I think there's a lot of noise in the press about uh, about Shaw, isn't there? About how great he is and yeah. whether he's going to go to Manchester United in the World Cup and that. So I think maybe his profile, as much as anything, has got him to has, has got him a lot of votes. I would have thought. I'd still take Ashley Cole and Leighton Baines. I wouldn't take Luke Shaw to the World Cup. I agree with you there. You could probably take him as a I don't know whether you do this sort of thing, but non-playing but get experience of being at a tournament. You can sort of sit there and take part in training and watch them games or something. Carry, you can do carry, that or not. Carry some bags. Carry some bags, yeah. yeah. Central defence was Vincent Company and Gary Cahill. What do you th- either of you think about that? Um, I'm surprised Terry got in, uh, Cahill got in ahead of Terry. Are you? I thought Cahill was a good shout. I'm, I'm not saying he's not done well. I'm just surprised that out of the two Chelsea players that Terry didn't get in ahead of him but yeah. maybe that again maybe it's a popularity or in Terry's case an unpopularity contest mm. that maybe he has lost in votes what about you Emma? Um, I, I really like Vincent Company but I remember a few months ago I saw a graphic um, saw some stats that sort of as much as he's a central part of Man City when you look at like social media and things and he's he's a great player I'm not saying he's not but their actual sort of wins, um, like clean sheets without him compared to him in the team, was there wasn't actually sort of a major, major difference. So right. again, I think it's more his popularity off the pitch rather than his real capability on the pitch. I don't, okay. I don't think so, he's, I don't think he's had that great of a season. No, I can think of a few errors off the top of my head. Again, I'm, I might be biased, but I, I, would, I would put this down ahead of company. He's been superb this season. Yeah. But because he's not one of the bigger names, then he's not going to get a a shout, I don't think, from, from from the pros who are voting for him. No, oh, fair enough. So, an overrated fancy down, so says Emma Webster. Right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, midfield. Um, Hazard, uh, Yaya Torre, Gerard and Lalana. Um is that fair enough, either of you, or have you got any names you'd like to pop in there? I think the midfield was pretty spot on. I think the only one that you would have changed had he not been injured at Christmas would have been Aaron Ramsey, probably yeah. for Lalana. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right there. Look how much he's different he's made just in two games to Arsenal. Mm. No, I think you're right. Uh, and then, no, David Silver? He's not. He's played well in the last few weeks, but before that, he was kind of drifting in and out most of the season that I've seen. Right, and then up front, uh, they've gone four four two. I think by the looks of this, so up front was Suarez and Sturridge. Can anybody make a case for anybody else? Or you know, these are the two guys that scored the most, so the strikers stick him in there. 
again, I think an injury has stopped Aguero getting in ahead of Sturridge. But mm. over, it, as it's a player of the whole season, then you, I don't think you can argue with Suarez and Sturridge. Yeah, very much Suarez missed six games as well, didn't he? Well, that's true, yeah. At the start of the season, Sturridge has been injured as well. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Emma? Um, are you happy with those two at front or can you think of anybody else? No, I don't think you can argue with them, can you? They've, they've created the strike force that everyone is bricking it about coming up against. I don't think there's anyone that you'd rather face those two rather than anyone else in the league. So, no, I would definitely go with them. You think so? No Rooney or anybody like that? No. Oh, Rooney's been poor again this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you think with all the shenanigans going on at the club, maybe... Maybe that's why. Well, I don't know. I think he. I think he started off had a good first five or six weeks, and then got his big contract, and now he's gone back to being overweight, slow, and as we gradually approach the World Cup, he's losing his form and fitness again. So it's amazing how he does that every single time we approach a major tournament, isn't it? <laughs> well, do you think it's as big a thing this time? I mean, you've got Lambert, you've got um, Sturridge, all doing well. I mean, you could envisage a. A forward line of um, Sterling, Sturridge, and, and and Lambert, couldn't you? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no to that. I don't. I, I personally don't think Rooney is should be guaranteed to start in eleven place, but he will be. Yeah. Hodgson's You're... not. I don't think Hodgson or, or probably any manager would be brave enough to leave out our so-called top player. It would be a massive call, wouldn't it? And if it didn't work out, then you know, if whoever he picked in Rooney's place didn't have a good game, then he'd be panned, wouldn't he? Exactly. Yeah. So there we go. Right. Um, Premier League predictions time. Uh, what we do week by week. Uh, for those who haven't listened before, we run through the weekends uh, and, in this case, the following week's Premier League fixtures because there's some midweek fixtures next week. Uh, we predict either a win, a lose, or a draw, um, and we gain a point for each one we've got. Mark has been out in the league the whole way, pretty much. He's on 78 points, so Mark's got 78 correct predictions so far. Emma uh, is mounting a very much a late challenge. You're on 74 now. <laughs> uh, and I got, um, yeah, less said about me, the better. I'm on 66. Sadly, I got my first Liverpool prediction of the um, season right so far. Well, now that monkey's off your back, you can actually say what you think rather than just, you know, shouldering the blame for any defeat just because you predicted <laughs> them to get, to get it. <laughs> yeah, but you say that, but they're still in the title race. I'd, I'd hate... For City to slip up against you lot and then me predict Liverpool win and then they don't. And it'd be my fault again. You're a knowledgeable man, but um, I don't think your influence on the Liverpool side is that great. <laughs> if it was, I wouldn't be here. Exactly. Fair enough. Right, the early kickoff is um, West Ham versus Tottenham. Uh, the only thing I can remember about this game is Jermaine Defoe and Javi Mascarano having a bite out of each other. Um, I'm going to say Tottenham. You're going to say Tottenham? Yeah. yeah. What are you? Emma? I can't. I can't see West Ham winning it. You need the points. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're only four behind. Are you sure? Yeah. Your your destiny is going to lie in Tim Sherwood's hands. Are you happy oh, with that? No, that thought really, really panics me. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to stick with Tottenham? Yes. All right, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Tottenham. I think West Ham, I think they're virtually safe, aren't they? I think um, I, I, you'd be hard pressed to make a case of them going down, but 
the fans aren't happy, are they? They, uh, they want Allardyce gone. But at the same time, he said he was brief was to give them Premiership survival, which is more or less what he's done. Mm. Uh, Aston Villa versus Hull at three o'clock. Aston Villa are five points. Um, no, they're not. They're three points at the relegation zone. They've got a game in hand, but three points isn't an awful lot, is it? And they're at home to Hull. The home record isn't great. Hull are either on the beach because they know they're at the FA Cup final, or they're going to have players in there fighting for their place, aren't they? Plus Jelovic in longer cup time, so they're going to be going for it. Well, they didn't roll over against Fulham last week in the end. They came back from two goals down, didn't they? Mm. In a similar scenario to, to this, how this is going to be. It, I don't know. This is just such a... This is going to be tense, isn't it? Well, it's quite freakish how Hull got back into it last week, wasn't it? You think um, the deflection off the crossbar. I might go. I think I might go for a draw again, actually. Yeah. yeah. I am going to go for a Villa win. I'm going to go for a Hull win. Uh, I think some players might still have a point to prove for trying to get in that team for the FA Cup final. Manchester United versus Sunderland. So, Giggs came and conquered last week. Is he going to keep doing that? Or a Sunderland? I mean, if Sunderland can get points off of Manchester City and Chelsea at home, what's to say they can't get points off of a, a poor United team? Well, United have been terrible most of the season. Um whether you think that's Moyes' fault, or as I suspect, it's been mostly down to the players who've turned on him. The, you know, they, they whooped Norwich last week, but Norwich were absolutely shit, weren't they? Absolutely terrible. Well, they were all right for a bit, weren't they? Until no. they scored the goal. No, they weren't all right. They were awful. <laughs> there, was a, there was no point in that game that Norwich were all right. <laughs> well, they kicked off okay. Well, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's better than Everton did, anyway. Yeah. Gave the ball away and with a goal down 50 seconds later. Okay. Uh, um, I think Man United might come back down to earth actually and I think Sunderland might get a point well they've already done well once this season haven't they the Carling Cup mm-hmm. yeah I think my Sunderland might get a draw you think a draw is there something a little bit about Ryan Giggs that's probably quite Machiavellian scheming or something I mean you think he's obviously got no qualms in his private life <laughs> as we as he's all been made well aware um, and he managed to do it for a considerable length of time is seen as one of the key plotters behind, you know, behind the back of Moyes. Is he gigsy to be celebrated, or is he a man to be very wary of? And if you're an incoming Manchester United manager, would you want him on your coaching staff? Or would you be forever looking behind you? Well, that's a big dilemma for whoever comes in next, knowing that after what Moyes did and got rid of the previous set of coaches and all the rest of it, that the the class of '92. Stabbed him in the back eventually, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Are you just as well getting rid of the whole lot? Probably. Get shot of the lot. And mm. I don't I don't think somebody like Van, Van Karl, for instance, if he comes in, is going to be afraid of doing that. I think maybe Moyes came in and was a bit indecisive and kind of went halfy-halfy rather than coming in with a complete new broom and get rid mm. of everybody. He sort of did it halfy-half and... That might have been hard, you know, a major reason why it backfired. So, I don't know. I think you either give it to Giggs or Giggs and the and the rest of them together, or you get shot of a lot of them. Yeah. You know, I'm and, glad and that was... goes to the likes of Ferdinand and Evra as well. Get shot of them all because I think I think that there's a lot of scheming been going on amongst Vidic, Ferdinand, Evra, the senior pros in that team. I think it's been very evident that they've well, Evra's... Moyes from the start. Evra's proved with France, hasn't he? He's not. 
averse to sticking the knife in. Yeah, and this 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 was what Moyes came up against in the, from the very first minute was that that squad needed um, they, it needed obliterating, not only for the quality of the players, but for the for the whole start of the the new. If he was going to ever stand a chance of success, he had to do that. And yeah, they didn't have the finances to bring the players in to 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 replace them, or he didn't have the balls to do it in the first place. And it's bitten him on the arse in the end. Yeah. Well, it's very hard for Moyes to ask players to play so well to qualify for the Champions League. He can sell them and bring better ones in. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was a bit of a, a poor sell that he, he had to do there. What do you think, Emma? How are they going to get on this weekend? What the score's going to be? I think, I do think there was a sort of medieval revolt and I think it was led around the people like Ryan Giggs. I think they'll play for him and I think they'll get results until the end of the season now. You think they're going to win the United? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Sunderland. Maybe they can bring a surprise. We're going to get brought down to earth after last week. Maybe last week was such a, a big occasion that you're all going to be a bit flat this week. Are you just going for the, the prediction uh, equivalent of the Hail Mary pass in, yeah. in American football? You're just going to go for the opposite of what me and Emma are saying to try and get the big old gains. Game theory. That's yeah. what I'm doing to you both. Either that or hoping you're going to do a Devon Lock. Do you remember that, Emma? <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. That's another reference lost on you. <laughs> uh, Newcastle-Cardiff. Emma, what do you think this is going to do? Both as bad as each other, aren't they? They right? are really, aren't they? It's very hard to call this one, isn't it? <laughs> Just looking at last week, and one lost three, and then the other lost four now. Um, I think... Two all? Yeah, I think I can't... The only thing... Oh, well, I don't even want to say that the fans would call Newcastle over the line because I don't think they would. Um, and I oh, no, they're, they're a big club, Newcastle. They tell us a lot, don't they? Massive club. <laughs> massive club. Um, no, yeah, I think I have to go for a draw. I just can't see either team winning it. I can't either. I'm going to go for a draw as well. Going to have to be. Mm. What do you think, Mark? Well, interestingly, um, when I was to see Newcastle Everton about five or six games ago, my Everton supporting best friend said after the game that he didn't think Newcastle would score another point all season. And so far, he's right. And I, <laughs> I, I, although they're playing Cardiff, who are equally as bad, I actually think Cardiff might. Their need is greater. Mm. And I think the Newcastle. I, I think they're playing to get Pardew sacked. You think? I think so. Uh, if you've if you've watched them, I don't know what it is, but I, I'm going to go for Cardiff. I, th- I think they've got to get something. Newcastle are just so poor that even in a game where you'd expect a mid-table team, they're not they're not even they're they're, they're a mid-table team in name only. Mm. You know they were well, they were awful at the back end of last season. They had a good 15 game period at the start of the season, and then they they clocked off at Christmas. Yeah. If they lose and Palace win, they go behind Palace. Fair enough, you know. You wouldn't have thought that, would you? Uh, Stoke Fulham. I mean, you, you're saying about Cardiff. Sorry, just going back quickly to Cardiff. People sort of talk about them as if they're sort of gone, but they're only two points out of the um, of off 17th place. Mm-hmm. And as we're just going to talk about now, Stoke are, are, are at home to Fulham. That's not going to be an easy game at all for Fulham. Yeah, I, I fancy Stoke, actually. Yeah, mm. definitely. They got a sense of righteous injustice after last week. I think I think Mark Hughes might want to kind of 
have a oh, sort yeah. of, you know because uh, he left he left Fulham. I think he he expected to move on to something bigger and better, didn't he? And he ended up at QPR. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll teach him. Yeah, um, and I think there was a bit of acrimony towards at the end when he when he did leave. So I think he'd be quite happy to get one over on Fulham to help them ease off, ease back into the first division. Mark Hughes is kind of doing a managerial career the other way around, isn't he? Normally you sort of start off at clubs and work your way up to a big one and then get your sort of national team role. He's done it entirely reverse, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Swansea, Southampton. Emma, how are your friends going to get on? Oh, Swansea had a good win last week, didn't they? So whether they come in on the... And then Southampton sort of, well, scraped-ish. I'll go for Swansea just because they're at home and they've got momentum. Yeah. Yeah. And they got Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is quite good fun. He can't not like John Joe Shelby, can you? No, I don't think so. I think One uh, of those if, if you don't like John Joe Shelby, you don't like football. <laughs> Mark. What do you think? Mm, well, apologies to Southampton last week for saying that they probably weren't bothered and they weren't going to turn up to play Everton. They must have been listening. Well, they must have done because they were ex- excellent. Everton were awful, like, but Southampton... Pochettino must have played your that in a loop in their changing room over and over again. Do you think he got somebody to translate it in from Sp- English to Spanish for him first to realise that I was dissing Southampton? Well, no, he speaks English, doesn't he? Oh, but does he, does he speak my English? Uh, he doesn't speak Scouse, no. Well, there you go. You see, it's a world of difference. <laughs> um, so Scouse, not English. Yeah. Well, so listen. If 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 they were if they were bothered enough to turn up last week, <clears throat> then they'll be bothered to turn up this week as well. And Swansea are safe yeah. now. Um, so mm, probably, I'm going to go for a draw. You're going to go for a draw. Okay. What do you think, Emma? Oh, you told me, sorry, didn't you? You told me Swansea. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, Swansea as well, I think. Sunday. Oh, sorry, uh, Saturday afternoon, sorry, the late kickoff. I do apologise. Um, Liverpool's new best friends, Everton, are playing those horrible people from the blue half of Manchester. So, what do you think, Mark? Um, I'm going to go for Manchester City. Uh, Everton will be trying. <laughs> The players will. I can't say the fans will be too bothered because, listen, fourth's gone for Everton now. Mm. Um, it would take some sort of monumental balls up by Arsenal. But the problem for Everton, and it was it was perfectly. Arsenal are known for balls ups, though, aren't they? Well, well, they are, but they've got Ramsey back, and they look a lot better since he's come back. The problem for Everton, and it was evident last week, is that they all look knackered. You know, there's no rotation policy in the same way that there is from those other clubs in the top six because they just don't have the resources. Um, and so a few of the key players have been injured. I don't know if Distan's back. Um, Baines took a knock against Southampton. Barry can't play. Uh, Morales is out. So we're getting down towards the bare bones now. Mm. But I still think we'll we'll put on a show. We've got a, we've had a really good recent record against Manchester City. But I think that was David Moyes had the the Indian sign over a, um, Mancini for a few years. Mm. I still think City will probably get it 
like 2-1, something like that. I think it'll be tight. Ever- Everton will give them a game. I think if you're a Liverpool fan, you-, you shouldn't be afraid that Everton won't try. Oh, no, I think they will. I mean, you've got, like you said, Everton have always done well versus Man City. It's, um, our, it's our last home game as well of the season, so they're going to want to go out with a performance. Yeah, you're not going to just be not arsenal. No, true. That was last week against Southampton. <laughs> well, I'm going to go for an Everton win. Actually, no, I won't actually, because if I do, then they'll lose. So I'm going to go Man City. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't see Man City throwing it away. This is their, okay. they've got, you know, it's their chance now, isn't it again? So. Yeah, you think then? I'm going for Man City with my fingers crossed. I think it's probably the best way of doing it. Uh, Sunday. So the early kickoff on Sunday is Arsenal versus West Brom. They lose and you win, Mark. You're only a point behind them again. True. Um, but then the last day of the season... Actually, I don't know. I think they've got Norwich at home, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. So I can't see them losing. West Brom aren't... The, they're a funny old team, aren't they, West Brom? Yeah. Uh, they're currently four points out of the relegation zone. They're... Um, in 15th I think Arsenal will win this and everybody will be rejoicing that they've got Champions League football again and they'll be celebrating it like they've won the Championship <laughs> of the Universe <laughs> well West Brom got a, well I was going to say West Brom won at Old Trafford but then I, tried, I sort of said that as if it was an unusual event but it's not been it's not a novelty anymore no it's not is it what do you think Emma well I just claimed that Arsenal were no their balls out but now I can't see them losing this no, I don't think they can either. I'm going to go for an Arsenal win. Um, your friends, Emma Norwich, are away at Chelsea. Um, Make a case for them. Go on. They're your mates. <laughs> <laughs> Against Chelsea? Uh, yeah, make a, make a convincing case. Um, no, I can't. I can't see Chelsea losing it in any way. No. No. Okay, so I'll put Chelsea down there. Which I'm sure all the newfound Chelsea fans of this week will be really happy about. <laughs> yeah, maybe they still got the plastic flags left over from last night. They could <laughs> wave them to victory. Maybe. <laughs> Mark, what do you think, Mark? I suppose if you're if you're ever going to play Chelsea and you're in Norwich's situation, they're going to be so deflated. Although they're still in with a, a theoretical chance of winning the league, it's probably not going to happen. But Norwich are just so poor, I don't think they could take advantage of however low Chelsea are feeling. So I still think Chelsea will win. Do you think this weekend... I'm going to go Chelsea's win, by the way. Do you think this weekend could be curtains for Norwich? I mean, not mathematically, but you know, if teams around them get a point or two, Norwich are pretty much a hiding to nothing away at Chelsea, you would imagine. Mm. Is that them gone? And then it's away to Arsenal, isn't it, next week? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is this is do or die for Norwich. They've got yeah. to get what out of the last... I mean, their goal difference is so bad that they've probably got to get four points out of those two games to stay up. Yeah. I would, I would suggest they've got to get four points. Neil Adams needs the spirit of 87. What, when Neil Adams was on the bench? Yeah. He was there, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He got a winner's medal. Um, I don't know if he did or not, because he would have had to have played 10 games in those days to get a winner's medal. And Unless Trevor Stephen was injured for a big portion of the season, I don't know if he did get a medal or not. No. Something to research, anyway. 
Yeah, okay. I'll see if I can get an answer next week. Uh, Palace at home to Liverpool. This, I think, this is quite a tough one because Palace lost the other day. Okay, they lost to Man City, but they are the form team in the Premier League at the moment. They didn't cave in when City went ahead. No, they didn't, did they? And I think. I mean, I think they'll give Liverpool a good game as well. Yeah, I think they will. I think it's interesting to see how Liverpool respond to last week because. It was all building up to be such hyperbole, wasn't it? All this maker's dream hashtag and all this sort of thing. Um, I think last week was a bit of a reality check for Liverpool. And maybe it will do them some good. You just kind of hope it hasn't sort of deflated them entirely. Particularly Gerard as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> because I think Chelsea were playing for the draw. And I think Chelsea in some way were trying to do Liverpool a favour. I mean, they were taking it into the corners when the score was still 0-0. If only Brendan Rodgers had played for a draw... Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. You're right. Um, I think if Jared hadn't slipped on his ass, I think it would have been nil-nil. But you kind of see, wonder how it's going to affect them this weekend. I'm going to go for a draw. I agree with you. Was it you smacking your lips then? Was it? It was me trying to put my lips back together and stop the <laughs> smile from. You think about Jared, weren't you? Well, you said it. I mean, I was just picturing it. <laughs> I looked like the scream that painting when he did that. I was sat with someone. I was, <laughs> I was sat with um, two people who got bets on on Chelsea to win, and my head just buried in its hands. So you're going for a draw as well, Ian? Yeah, I think I think Liverpool are going to have to. They've got a you know a lot to. They've got to pull themselves up again, haven't they? Not that yeah. they not that they can't do it, but I just think Palace, Pulis, the way they are, last home game. Again, they're gonna. They're not gonna roll over. I don't think. No. Okay. Um. What do you think, Emma? I think it'll be a tough game, but I can't. I think that. I just think Liverpool will do it. I don't think they'll let it escape them. I think they're. They, you know, they're, when you're waiting for someone else to mess up, you can't mess up yourself. So I and I, no. they know that, and I think they'll go out and win it. Okay. Uh, three midweek games. We'll rattle through these pretty quickly. Man United, Hull. What do you both think? Man U. Yeah, the gigs factor. Still? Yeah, I think it I think it'll run to the end of the season now. Okay. I'll go for United as well. Um Man City, Aston Villa. City. And lastly, Sunderland West Sunderland West Brom, this could be a humdinger, couldn't it? Mm. I'm gonna go draw. Are you? Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go Sunderland win. I think they got momentum behind them at the moment. Okay, that brings us to the end of the prediction. So we'll see what uh, where that takes us to next week with regards to our, our points. Uh, any of you two got anything you'd like to plug or add or comment on this week? No, thank you. No. no. You're all happy. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. You sound it. You sound <laughs> <laughs> if Morrissey was an Everton fan. <laughs> I'm not going to break into song. Because <laughs> you're recording. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Uh, not even frankly, Mr. Shanky. That's a football one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. You could do that. Um, okay. Well, thank you ever so much, both of you guys, for joining us. If they need to follow you, you are. Uh, what's your Twitter handle, Mark? At the Football Pink. Okay. I'm your. At MWebs. Excellent. Next week. Um, are you both here next week? I think you are, aren't you? Yes. Um, yeah, I think so. Should be. Yeah, excellent. We might have a special guest on next week, so stay tuned for that one. 
the guys will be here on Sunday with their show. Uh, you will have um, Ross and Colin, Adam, Tom and Greg, etc. Maybe Joe. Uh, Joe's off doing reporting tonight, I think, which is why he couldn't be with us this evening. Um, but thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, uh, you can always leave a review for us on iTunes. Give a five-star review. Get in touch with Colin on the Sunday show. He'll send you a Man in the Post fridge magnet, of which I have three, so they are real. Um, I haven't got you... one. Have you reviewed us? Should I, sh- do I have to? Well, I don't No, Maybe you should get complimentary ones. <laughs> What's the point in what's the point of being in a position of <laughs> some acclaim if you're not there to reap the rewards? Well, exactly, yeah. If you're listening, Colin, you know where Emma and uh, Mark both are. Come on, Col, I've got a fridge, despite what people might say. <laughs> <laughs> you got a fridge, Emma? I do indeed. All right, well there you go. Then there's two fridge magnets you should be uh, hopefully getting. So yeah, you can join there. They record on Sunday night so that podcast will be available reviewing the weekend's action on Monday so thank you ever so much for listening as well you can check out the manonthepost.com website and always remember to keep your man on the post <laughs>